to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball, basketball, football, NASCAR, plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling the Conversation Station or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devin, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, and Bill Sparks. Hello and welcome to Sports Lounge Live. Let's hope everything is working tonight. We've had a little precursor of a little bit of a computer trouble, so I'm going to shut up and turn it over to Chris. Yeah, I ought to be able to mess up the whole thing. That'd be I good. Think you could, anyway, yeah. all right. This is uh, March 1st. Happy March, everybody. Hope everybody had a nice leap year day yesterday, March 1st, 2020. And it's show number 82 in the illustrious history of Sports Lounge Live. And uh, so we're going to we're gonna change up our agenda a little bit. We, you know, we usually kind of have it the same way week in, week out, but it's going to be a little different. First of all, we're going to get rid of the odds and ends first. We're going to do a little NASCAR, very little NASCAR, and a little boxing. Then we're going to go to college basketball. There were a lot of upsets this weekend, and Sean, I didn't follow much of it this weekend, uh, but Sean and Perry did, and they can uh, uh, outline some of that and maybe give some speculation about tournament teams because some of the postseason tournaments are going to start this week in, in some of the conferences. They, they can talk about that. So it is March Madness. Uh, really will begin soon. Then we'll, uh, since it's basketball, two we'll weeks from today is Selection Sunday. Two weeks today, yeah, is. and we will have we we should have the field because it's usually about five thirty or so, six o'clock and Eastern, and by seven yes. by eight o'clock we should have it. And I uh, always write it down, and we should have the uh, matchups for you. And uh, so anyhow, we won't have times yet, but we will have matchups two weeks from today, uh, the Ides of March, and then so we'll do that. And we'll go into the NBA. And, of course, uh, there's uh, some movement in the standings, kind of interesting stuff going on. And then we will do baseball and actually transition with, from basketball to baseball with a Kobe Bryant story related to baseball, then get into baseball itself. Uh, then we will uh, go on to uh, football. We'll do the NFL and the XFL. And then we will do um, hockey. And uh, I think that's pretty much everything. So, anyway, Sean, why don't you uh, get us moving here? Well, first of all, before we start, we want to say, because I know there's there might be some Internet difficulties, and so if for whatever reason the Internet goes down, we always have the podcast, so we'll tell you about that at the end. So if you ever miss any part of it, remember, you can you know, check out the podcast, because you know, we're going to keep going, keep on trucking. So those of you that are listening live, come back and catch it. But anyway, if you want to leave us a comment at any time, 800 693 0595 option two and specify it for sports lounge live. I know a couple of people said they left comments, but they went, I don't know if they've made it or what happened, but yeah, say, Hey, this is a comment for sports lounge live and you know, check that out. Also interact with us anytime on the boards at seven, one, two, four, three, two, three, six, four, two board. Nine is the sports lounge board. Board 13 is our sports schedules board. So, also, well, 
I think that's maybe Robert. Yep. Uh, we I'm have right. a little stuff coming out on the heels of the fight last week. You got some uh, yeah, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna, I'll get rid of the NASCAR first because I know there's tons of people that are interested in that. In Fontana this afternoon, Alex Bowman uh, won the race. He pretty much dominated uh, the second half of the race and and took over and won. So next week NASCAR moves to Phoenix, Arizona. So that'll be their next race, and that'll be next Sunday afternoon. And as far Montana's as Boston, in Southern California, by the way. I that, is, that is correct. It's, yeah, uh, it's outside of L.A. Okay. Um, by the, and as far as the boxing is concerned, as you all know, last week we had the uh, pay-per-view extravaganza with uh, uh, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury, and Fury uh, knocked him out in the seventh round. Well, uh, Wilder had 30 days to activate his rematch clause because he was the one that lost. There was a 30-day time limit. Well, he only took a week. Today, he officially activated his rematch clause, so they are locked up. Uh, They cannot fight anybody else until they fight each other. So there will be a third Fury Wilder fight. And uh, from what I'm hearing from my boxing cohorts, they say it could be either in September or October, right back in Las Vegas, and expect another, uh, you know, pay-per-view extravaganza. So, uh, okay. So there you go. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I really think that this, this is a mistake on Wilder's management part because Wilder was dominated from my understanding in the second fight. He was. But, he should have been but, down in the third round. But for um, but for financial reasons, they're going to take this because it looks like the first fight, the second fight rather, is going to come in at 1.2 million pay-per-view buys, and both fighters were, were guaranteed 40 million dollars, 40 million dollars plus pay-per-view. So it looks like they're both going to make almost 50 million apiece. So that that's why this is taking place. Um, right. So. There you go. Well, but the public, I think, it sounds like they're interested in it anyway. I mean, it's something yeah. that has gotten people's attention. You know, we tend to be able to average about now one to two fights a year that get people's attention, and this one did. So, yeah, and know. it's a heavyweight fight getting people's attention, which is right. what boxing, what boxing really has needed. Because I mean, yeah. since the days of Riddick Bowe and Tyson and Holyfield and all those guys, there hasn't really yeah. been right. a lot of attention. Lennox Lewis yeah. hasn't been a lot of attention on the heavyweight division. Well, mm-hmm. in my in my opinion, though. I think people are going to have a bad taste in their mouth because I don't think the third fight is going to be much different from what you saw a week oh, ago. Let the well, buyer beware. I mean, I, if they're following it, they kind of know how the second fight was. And unless they think that there's going to be some change in strategy or change in training or something, you'd have right. to kind of think that it's going to continue, you know? Um, I, I honestly think the next fight that's going to get people's attention in the heavyweight ranks is going to be the two British people going after each other because they'll have they have all the belts Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. That is going to yeah. be the next. That's going to be the next one to get everybody's attention. And Fury has already said he's willing to fight Joshua, but he said Joshua is no longer going to have home cooking. He wants Joshua to come to the United States because Fury is apparently moved to the United States. Yeah, he, he lives here. And he said, from now on, he's going to be fighting here. So okay. he's, he's basically going to force Joshua to get out of his comfort zone and come over here. 
are basically now, and just as to, you know, I'm not, I'm not following this very closely at all, are basically all the big fights in Las Vegas now. Do you ever see one in New York? Uh, Jerry World is at Texas has had uh, quite a few, and also Madison Square Garden and the Barclays Center. But uh, your established fighters now, once they become uh, established, they like the Laura Loss. They like Canelo Alvarez. He will always fight in Vegas. You you have to pay him a lot of money to make him go elsewhere. Right. Um, yeah. You know. And now Tyson Fury's basically said Las Vegas is becoming his home. So. Okay. You know. All right. So I guess now we can uh, switch to college basketball. And Sean, you had sort of a headline earlier today that it was upset Saturday yesterday, huh? Well, yeah, but first of all, let's get to the tournaments first. Uh, of course, tournaments, most of them, the Ohio Valley, Missouri Valley, they start this week. The Mountain West, which is usually one of the last tournaments to play, they usually have theirs on the Saturday night before selection of Sunday. They move theirs up because there's four tournaments I just checked in Vegas. Yes, the men's and women's Pac-12, the West Coast, and the Mountain West. So they have the two arenas, Thomas and Mack and the MGM Grand. So because of availability with the Pac-12 moving their women's tournament to uh, to the to Vegas because they're using the same arena. So they moved it up a week. So you'll have two championships on Sunday with the Mountain West and the Missouri Valley. But the Ohio Valley is almost always the first championship Saturday night. And then you'll see them Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And then the big tournaments, most of the others like the Atlantic 10, Big East, America, and the Power 5 and all those get going Tuesday, Wednesday. The Sun Belt, Conference USA, all, the MAC, all those get going, you know, Tuesday when you Tuesday, Wednesday, but you're going to have championships. Most of your big big conferences are playing their women's tournaments this upcoming week, though. Correct. Yes, they are. The Big 12 is. SEC is playing theirs this week. But, but yes, upset Saturday. uh, Of course, Baylor going down. Baylor went down again to TCU. They lost to Kansas last week. Now they went down to TCU. Villanova going down to Providence. West Virginia going down to Oklahoma. Uh, Florida State, Florida State losing. Uh, San Diego State barely held on. They almost lost to Nevada, and they had a, remember their undefeated streak came in. And Dayton was open. Dayton was going, ooh, maybe we can get a number one seed out of this. But I mean, you know, Texas Tech lost to Texas. They were a ranked team, so Texas has won four in a row now, which is kind of interesting. Uh, Georgetown came that close, I believe, to beating Xavier today. Uh, it mm-hmm. was. St. Saint John's, Saint John's nailed Creighton today. That game, yeah, it, it, was close, and it was close for 35 minutes, and then St. John's went on a run right in the last and five Creighton minutes. Creighton was projected to be a tournament team. St. John's is one of the bottom feeders in the Big East, but... I would think St. State, Louis beat uh, Rhode Island uh, pretty solidly in uh, in Rhode Island today, they too. Did. St. Louis was number two. I would suspect that, though, that Creighton would still be a tournament team because they're rated like 10th in the polls, so they'll still yeah, get no, in. They're it, still going to be a tournament team. They're still going to be a tournament team, but they kind of, I think they were overlooking the St. John's, like I said, well, I mean, Creighton's still going to be a tournament team. The team you want to watch out for that's sneaking up, we've talked about the act with Houston, Memphis, they see Houston, Memphis, all those, you know, Cincinnati, uh, Tulsa is coming and could win. Tulsa could win the, uh, 
regular season title coming out of nowhere. Um, with Wichita State, all Tulsa's in contention for that. Which I mean, mm-hmm. they they just came from out of nowhere sneaking so, in. So. so if you guys were going to run it down, and this is totally unofficial, and everybody's opinion and whatever, we can all throw in. Uh, if you go through, we can go through the top eight or nine conferences maybe and talk about. It. Why don't we start with the ACC? Who's in and who needs to work? To, who's on the bubble? Who needs some work to get in? Uh, Duke is obviously. Yeah, Duke, yeah, Duke, Duke and Florida in. State. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think Virginia Virginia's Virginia is probably now in. I think yeah, they're Virginia's coming, yeah. in now. I think they're coming, yeah. Virginia's yeah. in. Uh, mm-hmm. Louisville? Louisville's probably in, Louisville right? Louisville should be in, yes. Yeah. Louisville should be. Uh-huh. Okay. Any any other uh, teams that you think are uh, uh, there before we move on? I don't know. I think, those are, I think those are your big four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, 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 and they might get a couple. Yeah, might get a couple more as time goes on. You know, that's the way it works. How about the Big yeah, East? Because uh, the Big course, East is going to have quite a few. Uh-huh. Yeah, Villanova, Xavier, Seton Hall, Marquette, Creighton, uh, Butler, and maybe mm-hmm. Providence. Yeah. Yeah. Providence might have played their way in yesterday. Yeah, that was a big win. That was a big win. Yeah, and that was on the road played. too, wasn't it? That was down yeah. in Philadelphia. They, I mean, Big East is probably going to have the most teams in. Okay. How about yeah, the Big, Big Ten? You guys are well. Both, the Big uh, Ten. The Big Ten is certainly going to be right there. I'm hearing that they could. They think they could get as many as eight. Iowa, okay. Penn State, which that was a good game yesterday. Iowa it certainly State, was. Uh, Illinois will get in. State, Indiana's probably in. Maryland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're in. The and then you got like the big. And, yeah, those are the ones I know are definitely in the Big 12. Baylor, Kansas are in. West Virginia is still in, even though they've been losing. They've lost a couple yeah. in a row. Tech, Tech is on the bubble. Texas Tech's on the bubble. Oklahoma, Texas. There's like mm-hmm. four or five teams in the Big 12 that are really – I mean, Iowa State could kind of sneak in there. Well, they're not going to get in. They won't get in the NCAA because they're below 500 unless they go to yeah, Kansas City. And, but I mean, they, unless they pull some help Magic some... South and go to Kansas City and win the tournament, then they right. Yeah, and so, then like the pack, the, the yeah. Pac-12, you got Oregon, Colorado, uh, possibly UCLA if they keep holding, but they're above Oregon, Colorado. I know we're definitely in there. Is uh, the Pac-12 better this year? I know last year there people were kind of down. They're on They're the not great. No, the Pac, the Pac-12 is not great. Mm-hmm. I would say, and then yeah, they're they're okay, but they're probably a two-three team league. Okay. Uh, how about the SEC? And the SEC, SEC definitely Kentucky, Auburn, LSU, Tennessee's probably in. Mm-hmm. Although LSU has lost a, a couple, that that'll hurt their seating a little. It'll okay. hurt their seating, but they're still in. They just still dropped, in. Uh, Mississippi Florida State's on, Mississippi State's on the bubble. Okay. Yeah, they're on the bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, then how about, how, how can, about the uh, how about the A10? A10, Dayton, maybe St. Louis and Rhode Island. Yeah, maybe. I think so. I think so. Maybe those. So you got those three. The Mountain West, San Diego State is in. Even though, I mean, then there's talk of Nevada, Utah State being there. Of course, the West Coast, you got your Gonzaga, St. Mary's, uh, Missouri Valley, as you're saying, could get two with they Northern could. Iowa. They what, what the Missouri Valley has got, to, what the Missouri Valley has to hope for is that, I know Jamal doesn't want to hear this, but what they have to hope for is, <clears throat> is that Northern Iowa and Loyola both win their way through convincingly and get to the championship game and play a, a classic game. And they can uh, both go then, yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Now, the, the uh, Jamal had asked me the other day about seeding in the in the Missouri Valley, and things were so wild in the middle. After yesterday, the top five seeds are UNI 1, Loyola 2, uh, Bradley 3, Indiana State 4, and Southern Illinois is 5. So those are your top five seeds. And then the rest, I didn't hear how all the tiebreakers played out. And that's, way, that's Kentucky, tournament's where St. Louis, is it this year? That is Again? in St. Louis, yes, and it starts on yeah. Thursday night. And typically, if you want to listen to it, KTRS normally carries right. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And Kentucky did clinch the Southeastern Conference regular conference uh, championship, uh, regular season championship, I should say. And uh-huh. uh, like I said, those are most of your yeah. and when, when AAC, I, I think we just need to do the AAC when but what what do you got for AAC? You think they're going to? Well, yeah, was, I, oh yeah, the AAC yeah. probably Houston's in Memphis, Tulsa, like I said, Wichita State, mm-hmm. Cincinnati Temple, eh, maybe I don't know because okay. Tulsa's kind of snuck in there and disrupted a few things with. But Houston, Houston and Wichita State are definitely in Houston. Houston beat Cincinnati today. I mean, Cincinnati almost came back, but you know, Houston came on them, but Memphis is still probably in. Uh, they moved their tournament to Fort Worth in the new Dickies Arena this year, the AAC did. Okay. But, but yeah, those are all your two or more tournament leagues. Now, here's an interesting story, though. Merrimack, first year of the of Division One, They moved up from Division Two. They're in the Northeast Conference. Mm-hmm. They're going to win their conference, but because of the rule, they cannot go to the tournament this year because you have to play one year Division One before you're eligible, which I think is kind of stupid. You win your yeah. conference, but they so it'll be a runner up from. I mean, it's only going to be a one bid league anyway, but it'll be the yeah. runner up because Merrimack is not eligible. That's too bad. That's too bad. Yeah, you know? and that's right not right north of Boston. For those who don't know, Merrimack is right up. They're in Hockey East and hockey, so they're playing major league sports where they can. You know, Hockey East is of course a big time hockey league, and and now they're in Division yeah. One. That's good. So I well, guess we'll go to the yeah, NBA. They had a rule. Well, yeah, NBA. Okay. Yeah, let's get to the NBA. Yeah, because it's getting crazy too. It's yeah, it is. Crazy. It is. Okay, we're going to run down the standings, and then uh, we'll uh, give some results and the schedule for tonight. In the East, Milwaukee, of course, running away with it. They're still at uh, fifty-one and eight, so they're they're rolling right along. And we're getting down to the uh, last, uh, like, uh, what, about less than a third of the season now. The season ends on April 15th, for those who don't know. So uh, we're getting down uh, to a six-week uh, mark here. Milwaukee, 51-8. and eight. Toronto, 42-17. and 17. So you see what a big lead Milwaukee has. The Celtics are 41-18 and 18 in third place. Uh, Miami, 38-22 and 22 in fourth. Philadelphia, 37-23 and 23 in fifth. And Indiana, 36 and 24 and 6. So we got a little separation there, but Boston and Toronto are kind of fighting for second, and Philadelphia, Indiana, and, um, and, uh, Miami are fighting for fourth. So that's where, where you kind of are right now, at least at the moment. Uh, Orlando has now moved into seventh. They passed Brooklyn. They're 27 and 32. Brooklyn now is 26 and 33. Those are your playoff teams. Uh, and Washington is your, uh, your ninth seed at their ninth uh, spot. 21 and 37. So that's what a four uh, four game lead. So uh, those are the eight teams that look pretty safe for the playoffs. 21 and 37 for Washington. Charlotte is at 21 and 38. Uh, Chicago 20 and 40. Detroit 20 and 41. Atlanta 19 and 43. The Knicks are 18 and 42. And Cleveland brings up the rear at 17 and 43. In the West, we have the Lakers, of course, at 45 and 13. They're in good shape for number one. Denver, number two, at 40 and 19. 
We have the Clippers at 40 and 19. They're uh, third, the way by tiebreaker at the moment. Of course, that will all be settled on November, on uh, April 15th when everybody plays and they stagger the start so you have two groups of games. And it's really a fun night, actually, if things are up in the air. That's, that's one of the fun nights in sports, actually. I like that end of the NBA season. It's really cool the way it, it goes down. It reminds you of a day in the NCAA, the way it works, because you, you're looking at the scores and, you know, this team's a could be playing this one. Well, they might end up playing that one. Uh, wasn't so much last year, but I know a couple of years ago it was really kind of crazy. So the Clippers are third. Uh, Houston, uh, and who played a great uh, game, came up with a good win against the Celtics last night, an overtime win here, 39-20. and 20. Utah, 37-22 and 22 is fifth. Oklahoma City, 37-23 is sixth. Dallas is seventh at 36-24. and 24. Then Memphis is still eighth at 29 and 31. I told you, watch out for New Orleans. They've started to move up. They're the top of the, the, the group that's not in the playoffs, so they're, they're in position to make a run at Memphis anyway. Uh, Memphis 29-31, New Orleans 26 and 33. So they're two and a half out. It's not impossible. But, you know, they got uh, Zion Williams back, and that was going to help. San Antonio is 10th at 25 and 33. They're still kind of in the hunt there. Portland 26 and 35. Sacramento 25 and 34. Phoenix 24 and 37, and then the teams that are definitely uh, staying home, uh, Minnesota 17 and 41, and the uh, your Golden State Warriors uh, <laughs> are not going to the playoffs this year, 13 and 47, and then in the East right now, Milwaukee, the one seed, would be playing Brooklyn, um, Miami's the four, and they would play Philadelphia, Toronto at the two would play Orlando. And the three Celtics would meet Indiana. Most of the time, they've been lined up against Indiana, but uh, we'll see how that actually turns out. Of course, that's a rematch from last year. In the West, we have the Lakers would meet Memphis. We have Houston at four to meet Utah at five. Denver and Dallas at three and six. And you'll notice when we get to hockey, Denver and Dallas are lined up to play there, or Colorado and Dallas. Will, are lined up to play there. And I'm not sure if we've ever, I'm sure that's happened sometime or another, that we've had a first-round series in both basketball and hockey that are the same cities, but uh, we'll, that may not happen, too. We may change that. But right now, Denver and Dallas are uh, on a collision course for uh, two winter se- you know, two winter sports series uh, in, in the same re- arenas. It'll just be, it'll be pretty easy. Be, hey, what is the basketball going to do? What's hockey going to do? It'll be uh, pretty easy for those guys because they're all uh, on the same page as to which arenas they need and when they need them, I guess. Yes. So Denver and Dallas. Then we have the uh, Clippers and Oklahoma City. The Clippers at three, Oklahoma City at six. Uh, the games today, we had Mark Milwaukee beat Charlotte, 93-85. Dallas over Minnesota, 111-91. to And the Clippers beat Philadelphia. I didn't see it. must have been a good game, 136-130. to uh, That was on uh, ABC, I think. And then we have Philly the, was uh, up 18, by 18 at one point in that game. Wow. Okay, well, that's not going to go over well in the city of brotherly love. And then at 6 o'clock, we have Toronto uh, was going to Denver, uh, Detroit at Sacramento. 8 o'clock tonight, the Lakers at New Orleans. And 8.30 tonight, Washington at Golden State. So any other uh, NBA uh, from highlights? What I, from what I hear, um, Chris, we were talking about the, the standings, and, and Toronto is in second. Uh, Toronto's had a lot of injuries, from what I hear in the NBA. So yeah. they're really they're really doing well with kind of a you know with, with a lot of injuries. Right. right. Yeah. So they'll, 
Yeah, and that's that's right. And, you know, they're not that far ahead. Of, I said it's sort of split up. It was two through six we're fighting, two and three now, and then four through six. But it's not going to take much if Toronto does struggle for them to fall down towards uh, Miami and Philadelphia either. So we'll, well see. Well, I, I firmly believe that New Orleans will catch Memphis, and, and New Orleans and the Lakers will be the first-round series. And we have, it, we have a little story. I, have, I just found this out today. Apparently, our friend D-Train, if this happens, will be rolling over in his grave. The New York Knicks and their new president, Leon Rose, apparently says he would be interested in bringing Carmelo Anthony back. Oh, oh uh, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't Train just love that? You know, Carmelo oh. Anthony has uh, gotten more money for doing less in the world than almost anybody that I can I can remember. It's just, I mean, yeah, he was good for a while, but well, how long ago, you know? Yeah, that, that, that was years time. ago, years ago. Uh, you know, no, Dwight I, Howard, and speaking of people like that, though, that you don't expect, Dwight Howard is a real contributor with the Lakers now. You know, he well, wasn't you know, doing anything you know for a long time. Uh, I think he finally grew up, is, is what happened well, and, here. And he's a role player. He's not, and he's, he's right. okay with being a role player now. Sometimes they have to learn. Like like Kevin Willis, when he changed, he realized, hey, I'm a role. As he got older, he said, I'm older, I'm a role player. Uh, Robert Ory, same thing, big shot Bob. Yeah, I yeah. had to realize where Dwight Howard finally realized I'm not the star anymore. Well, the other thing, it's Walton here. You know, he came in. Of course, he'd been a wonderful one of the. He would have been one of the all-time players if he hadn't gotten hurt. But he came in. and He knew what he could do. The Celtics knew what he could do for the top in that eighty great '86 team. So yeah, when you can have a great end of your career if you realize what your role is. And of course, Bill Walton totally knew it. He's a smart guy. Some of these other people don't get it, you know. But yeah. some, some hit him over the head to get it. Uh, okay, so Sean, you got a story that's going to lead us from basketball to baseball. Yep. Yeah. How about, how about basketball? How about Sean's basketball story? Then we'll take the break and then we'll come back with baseball. But go ahead, John. Yeah, go ahead, Because this is more about because this came out of the Kobe uh, Memorial. Rob Palinka told the story. John Altabelli, uh, the baseball coach who was on the plane with his, uh, you know, with Kobe, also his wife and his daughter who was on the basketball team, you know, who passed away. His other daughter, the one who survived, she's 16 years old. Her name escapes me. I remember. Uh, Lexi. Lexi, 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 that's right, but yeah. apparently she was into, she was interested in sports management. Kobe Bryant found this out and was very, took an interest, and he was talking to Rob Palenka, and he said, we need to make this done, so apparently after the death, you know, Rob Palenka got in touch with Scott Boris and said, this, this girl, she lost her family, she, uh, she did this, you know. She's Scott. She's really interested. So Scott Boris created an internship for her to train her on how to get into sports management. So, I mean, who just said? I mean, that a boy, Scott Boris. I mean, how often are you going to utter that phrase? That's right. And whether you like it or not, Scott Boris, for his players, is one of the best agents. I mean, we he hate certainly all the is. things he does. There's a, there is a reason that most of the big-name players go with Scott Boris. There is a reason yeah, for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he normally gets the players what they ask for. You know. That's right. That's right. Well, we, we ask for callers all the time. We do. And we have one. So, Jerry, go ahead. Okay, backtracking a little bit. Uh, with boxing, has it been determined what the big fight will be on uh, uh, Kentucky Derby Day, May 2nd? And 
If it hasn't been determined, when is it usually determined? Oh, yeah, uh, possibilities you see out there. Uh, uh, Jerry, unfortunately, I don't see any possibilities right now for a big fight in May because of the politics and boxing and the way things are working. Uh, normally, we normally we ha- we would have an idea by now who it would be. But uh, so many things are going on in the sport. I, I have no clue at this time. Okay. Well, the NHL and the NBA will, will fill the gap. There will be a big uh, game, of course, Derby night uh, that NBC will lead into, and the NBA yeah. will be going along pretty good. They'll be in the second round by that time, I think, So, or the end right. of the first and, round. And most so of the time it's right. been a Mayweather fight on May 2nd. No, it, it, well, it's either been Mayweather or recently Canelo Alvarez, but since Canelo yeah. took he, that $365 yeah, million dollar deal to go to the zone, uh, there's no more pay-per-views involving him, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't know who it's going to be. Okay, but anyway, there'll be plenty. It's a wonderful sports day. I love the Derby, but I love the playoffs too. And and yeah. uh, having been involved, you know, a few times, Celtics or Bruins in the, in those Derby night games, they're always special. You know, when you get to play right. in those games, it's cool. Well, it's always special for us to take a two-minute break and come back and find out who's listening and continue on. So, Bill, why don't we take our two-minute break? Yes, that's correct. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ed Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Well, well, let's see who might be listening. This looks like we've got a carbon copy of last week. These stats look almost the same. I could have walked one week from the other. So say hello to Fort Lauderdale. The Real 225 is out there. Of course, Braintree, Massachusetts. We've got Canadian listeners. We've got German listeners. And we've got listeners scattered throughout the United States in Sacramento and some in California and one or two in Texas. So, 
you know. Okay. We're, we're, yep. We Thank you, everybody, for listening. Tuesday. Yeah, and then, uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're supposed to vote Tuesday, make sure you vote Tuesday, Super Tuesday, 14 states. And uh, yep. we're, we're talking to some of them right now. I know Massachusetts, California, Texas. Texas. Uh, make yep. sure you get out there and vote because, uh, yep. you know, and, and then, then you can't complain if you don't vote. I've already, I've already voted. <laughs> I forgot to okay. do this at the beginning of the show when Jerry made me think of that. Of course, if you, you do want to call in and you miss the number at the beginning, download your Zoom app or dial 646-876-9923 and then enter the code 287-723-4600. Hit the pound key twice. Star 9 raises your hand on the phone. Alt-Y on the computer. The more key on your smartphone. So yeah, I forgot okay. to do it at the beginning. So. <laughs> Okay, well, here we are, March, and that means baseball is 25 days away. It starts March 26th, an early opening. They were saying on the Red Sox game today, uh, uh, Joe was uh, with uh, Rob Manfred. And they, uh, I mean, Rob Manfred, yeah, sure, Rob Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> he was not with Rob Manfred. No, that would be interesting. No, Rob Bradford, uh-huh. uh, who, com, and they were saying uh, other than the Japan uh, year, when they started in 2008 with the A's, this is the earliest they will have uh, started, I guess, would be uh, March 26th. So, and then they got a four game series in Toronto, so they'll be able to play. That'll happen. But with baseball, the uh, one of the guy people who will not be playing this year uh, will be Luis Severino. He has Tommy John. He's going to face Tommy John surgery. Nope, he already and, uh, did on th- he already did on Thursday. He already had it. He will be out a year, and then of course maybe he'll start probably the middle of next year, something like that. And of course that was uh, basically kind of projected to be the Yankees' ace. So that's not a good sign for the Yankees. Well, I think well, he'll be Cole. the number. He'll be the number two. Well, two Garrett, yeah, Garrett, Garrett Cole, Cole would be the ace, and yeah. then him. And that's not the only injury they have. I mean, Giancarlo Stanton. I think they are really, uh, really regretting that deal. Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah. yeah. Giancarlo. He is going to yeah. start probably on the injured list. Yeah. Uh, I heard this morning there's a possibility that Aaron Judge may start on the injured list. Okay. Yeah. So they're picking up. They're picking up right where they left off last year. James Not Paxton is out. May. He'll yeah, be out till May. May so. Right. So, and of course, oh, and it was uh, decided that Chris Sale will not be ready to start the season. He's been sick. It's not an arm issue or anything no, like that. It's no, I heard an interview, Chris, this morning with Jen McCaffrey. Okay. She works for The Athletic and covers the Red Sox, and she was on with Kevin Wheeler and Mike Stanton, and she said it was, he reported to spring training with pneumonia, Correct. And as she was doing the interview this morning, she said he was throwing to a few live hitters right in front of her. So she was actually watching it. And then yes. she said tomorrow there sh- he may throw a, a small simulated game. And then th- they hope to get him into games the final week of spring training to start ramping yeah. him up for, for yeah. action. And, and he'll probably stay down in Florida for a couple of weeks. Probably put him on yeah. the uh, IL for a couple of, you know. Yeah. And then also um, – Nathan Evaldi looks pretty good, and Eduardo Rodriguez. Rodriguez will probably be the opening. My guess is he'll be the opening day starter now. Yeah. Uh, without for those sale. that are wondering, for those that are wondering, Jen McCaffrey, she's the one. She was Jen Sturger. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. That's the one that Brent was. Whoa, what a beautiful woman! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. there we go. Got the uh, yeah, Brent we... Musburger seal of approval. Oh, now is, that, we... is that the one where where he told all all the parents in Alabama if you have boys, make sure they're quarterbacks? Is that, yes. Is that, yeah. Okay. She's the, she's the one. She was Jen Sturger, and she was 
Yes, she's a, she's a whoa, what a beautiful woman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, then we have a couple. Of, we have a couple of changes coming up in baseball. A few changes that we uh, got talking about last uh, week because Joe Castiglione mentioned that, uh, or they kind of were batting. Actually, it was Will Fleming and uh, and uh, Rod Bradford were batting this around about retiring umpires because uh, Don and Rod Bradford, the twenty years ago, they had a big uh, influx of new umpires, and, uh, and that's when their pension really gets good at twenty years. So we have a list of retiring umpires. Empires here uh, that uh, crew chiefs all and uh, Gary Cedarstrom, uh, Jeff Kellogg, Dana DeMuth, and uh, Mike Everett, and then of course Eric uh, Cooper died last October. So you're going to have five new umpires coming into baseball this year. You are, and um, the oldest of that group. Who do you think, Chris, the oldest umpire of that group that is retiring oh, would be? I don't know. It's hard to. Uh, I, I'm not really good. I mean, uh, boy, does uh, Joe Castiglione know his umpires? He would be. He would be bat that question out of the park. Well, one of our just, no, yeah. no, no, it would who? not be him. But one of our crew, one of our producers, did some research on it for us. The oldest is uh, Gary Cedarstrom, and he's only 64. Okay. So okay. I mean, that by, by no means is that old. No. Now he, of course, was going to re- retire before the stock market started to tank. So we'll, we'll that's, see about that's all correct. This, but <laughs> but anyway. what you're going to see, what you're going to see now, though, is some of the guys who fill in. You know, when guys are on vacation or whatever, they'll just right. become full time umpires. And remember, a lot of your umpires, those that are not on the field, remember they're also in the replay center monitoring the games too. Oh, that's true. So guys like uh, Cedarstrom and so forth can certainly just you know. And that the thing about I that, don't, I don't think, I don't think so. You don't I think, think these do are? I think these are the you know the on the field umpires. They they could do something certainly. Well, so okay, so what they do is they rotate them off the field for a while. Correct. Let, yes, because they they're on the road for 162. Unless they live in a city, you know, major league city, and get to go right. in there once in a while, they're on the road, and so this is a good time to be for a week. They can stay somewhere and and maybe bring in their family and have a little uh, little. And that's uh, vacation. one thing. That's one thing, Chris, that Jim Bowden has been disgusted with for the past few years. When they when they appeal something and it goes to. New York for replay. Bowden says, why in the world do we not know? He said, in the NFL, you know who is in that replay booth. Why do we not know which umpire is in that replay booth making yeah. this call? Why do we also not get an announcement as to what they actually decided? There are times when, okay, they're bringing him back to second base. Well, you don't know what their thought process well, was. Well, what to, they'll say, you can kind of tell what they decided, Chris, because they'll either say the call was upheld or, or confirmed not enough, or... not enough evidence. If they say confirmed, then you'll know that there that there was evidence, you know, to support right. the call. If they say it was upheld or however they word it, you'll know that there just wasn't the evidence to overturn. But somebody needs to say something, either an umpire or the PA guy. They don't yeah. announce anything. No one does. They and do announce. It. They do to the press box. The announcer. Yes, the announcer. They don't announce it. The fans. They paid money. They're sitting there. They don't know. They, they need, oh, they need, okay. I got yeah. you. You're saying they yeah. should be on the PA system. Okay, right. I got you. Yes, they should. Yes. Yeah. The, the hockey. Even the hockey will say two. You know, number forty-four. Two minutes charging. I mean, even yeah. that. It's it's not much yeah. of an announcement, but they do say something. Or gold's been upheld and, or disallowed. And, and, you know? and when and when a hot, when replays are done in hockey, the referee will come out and tell you what the result is. Right. Now, and also, another thing NBA, I think they need to do with replay two is 
a replay should not take you five minutes. If you no. if you look at it a couple times and you say, hey, you know, we don't have the evidence or whatever, leave it alone. If Don't sit there for five or ten minutes trying to do something. Or are they going to cut down on the amount of time they're giving the teams to decide yes, about replay? 30 seconds goes to 20 seconds. Right. Yep. So they may have to just guess because they may not even get a chance to see anything before that. Right. Pretty, no, you won't. Tight. No, you won't have much of a chance to to do anything. And, and remember, with all the new video restrictions that they're going to put in place, maybe managers won't even be able to look at anything. Well, and we don't. And we totally. Stuff, but... And we totally don't know what those restrictions are. We'll That's address right. that when they come out. That's yes. right. Yes. And we have a change uh, in the broadcast booth. We already knew that in the iHeart massacre, shall we call it, of a few weeks ago, one of the victims was Jerry Schimmel, who was a good announcer for the uh, Rockies. And I guess he's being replaced by Mike Rice. Is that the yes, guy's name? That is correct. Okay. Mike Rice is the he is the guy. When you hear Jack and Jerry, well, let's send it back to Sports Central or whatever they called it. That was the voice you heard. Well, now he'll be doing uh, a few innings of play-by-play with Jack Corgan. Okay. And we had one death in the baseball world, and we'll run that down. One of the first bonus babies, Johnny Antonelli. He was 89 years old. He went started with the Braves, the Boston Braves. Uh, he, when he was 18 years old in 1948, came right out of high school in Rochester, New York, and came right to the Braves. That was a pennant-winning team, so obviously he didn't participate much that year, but they kept him. They had to keep him for two years when they were bonus babies back then. And so he was a bonus baby. Uh, he went. He got 500 uh, $52,000 to sign. Uh, doesn't sound like much today, but uh, back then, 52000 was that was real money. Yeah. 48 through 50, he played for the Braves. Then on 51 and 52, the last two years, the Braves were in Boston. He was in the Army. 53, he went to the Milwaukee Braves. In uh, 54, uh, and uh, from 54 through 60, he then played with the Giants, and that meant that he was on the 54 Giants uh, team. He was a very important part of their pennant-winning team that swept the Indians. Uh, and then he played for the Indians in 61. So he played for the he played for two transitional teams, he played for the Boston Braves and then the New York slash San Francisco Giants, two of the franchise-moving teams. Then he played for the Indians in 61 and 11 games for Milwaukee uh, in 61. And then he was uh, in, on six All-Star games. Uh, in, uh, he, as I say, won the 54 World Series. His ERA, and he was the ERA leader in 54. His uh, career record is 126 and 110. He was a 3.34 ERA and 1,162 uh, strikeouts. And uh, and then he uh, opened a Firestone dealership or, uh, you know, repair place in Rochester when he retired. And uh, that was it. So he died at 89 years old. So that was, uh, that's all I have on baseball. So, well, NFL. let's go. To, let's, go, let's get a little college baseball before we move along, because okay. I know I yeah, know yeah. our friend. I know our friend Pierre and I like to talk about this. That's right. Um, Ole Miss. They won their tenth in a row today. They played in a tournament. They played High Point, East Carolina, and Indiana, and they won that tournament today. They beat Indiana nine to five. So that was they won ten in a row now. The minute, they had the yeah. Then they had the Minute Maid Classic going on. Uh, three Big 12 and three SEC teams, and they, the, you, each Big 12 team played a SEC team on a different day. So, like, it was Texas, Baylor, Oklahoma playing LSU, Arkansas, Missouri. I know Texas played LSU, lost on Friday. They beat Arkansas yesterday. They uh, were losing. They lost to Missouri today. LSU, I think, is playing right now. I think they might be playing. I don't. I, I think they're the game the late game in the tournament. Uh, you can go to MLB.com and check that out. Uh, that's one, but 
Yeah. You know, and then that's the thing. Remember with college baseball, I mean, the the season goes to May and then they'll play the conference tournaments and uh, it's a lot like the basketball. You'll then get the, you know, the 64 teams and and all that. That, Yep. That's a nice time of the year, too, because it's it's not quite the same as the NCAA, but uh, college baseball, I mean, obviously right now it's not getting a lot of attention, but once we get get past basketball, it will. WWL always has the LSU game, so you can get them on the internet. You can listen to that. Yeah, you can get a lot. And then as, as we get into March, and you'll start seeing games pop up on, on Fox Sports Net and CBS Sports and ESPN and your uh, another issue. Shows. Another issue, and we—I mean, we go back to this seemingly every few weeks with TuneIn, yeah. but. Um, there's apparently some people are having issues with, with to some degree MLB or tune in or whatever it is. Uh, spring training is a crapshoot. It really is. If you're having issues with a, with your, uh, miss a skill with MLB, I would suggest unplugging your, your device, you know, wait a few seconds and plug it back in. That should reset it. See if that works. Um, with tune in, I don't know. Anything, I, I mean, some of them work, some of them don't. So, sadly, I don't have a lot of answers there. But some of them were spring training is as we all as we know every year. And I see that Bob's hand is up. We'll get to him in just a second. As we know every year, spring training is a crapshoot. Some days you get games, and other days. That's right. And, 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 and not every network broadcasts games. Like the Red Sox are on every day somewhere. Houston's on every day. But there's plenty of now. That's interesting. Two of those teams, right? But, uh, the, uh, and the A's are on every day. Now yeah. So there are, but there are some teams that are only on very sporadically, like the Yankees and stuff. And the Cubs have started doing that this year. Let us, uh, let us say hi to Bob. Bob, how are you? Hi. I'm sorry, but every time I come on here, I always say the same old thing. I'm sorry to do that again, but once again, I want to know if there's any new information about college sports on TuneIn Live, how to get it on Lady well, A. Well, I, w- I wish there were, because I have right. tried I've tried everything that I know. Um, I know, Bill, you were trying some things. Have you figured anything out that I haven't? No, I'd write a book if I did. <laughs> uh, now, now I know, I know, Bob. Like, I know you like the Iowa wrestling. They don't. They they KXIC streams that, correct? Yes, but okay. I want to get the Iowa women uh, as the tournament is ready to start. But. Right. I wish I had. I wish I had more news on that. To be honest uh, with you, because and you're not the only one that have it. I I have the same issues that you do. So it's believe you me, it is not only you. We all have the same, the same thing. One, okay. one thing. One thing I'll suggest in regards to this TuneIn thing: if you pay for TuneIn Live and you also subscribe to SiriusXM, if something doesn't work on TuneIn Live, uh, and if you have an account on SiriusXM, ask for the same team on SiriusXM because so far every day this spring. All the games have been on Sirius XM. Well, but like for women's college basketball, it may not, though. No, no. Well, and, and, with that, and with that, with colleges on Sirius XM, you have to kind of know the channel that they're streaming. But for the pros, right. you're abs- for the pros, Robert, you're 100% correct. Yeah, that works. Colleges did, but for yeah, the college, it's a little bit different. You kind of have to know what channel they're on. That's, That's right. right. Okay, oh. so, uh, Sean, we have a couple of big NFL stories. We have a potential. Well, first of all, yeah, first of all, in the NFL, this yep. week was the underwear Olympics, as they call them. 
at the, the combine. combine. Oh, yeah. The combine, and not a whole lot came out. I mean, it, and let me tell you, they they covered the combine. I mean, they, seven, eight, nine hours. I mean, people were saying they wanted to see the combine, and the ratings for it apparently were really good. Uh, Joe Burrow came out and said he would play for Cincinnati. He's not going to demand anything. He said that was – he doesn't know where that came from. Okay. So that was the only thing that really came out. But yeah, a couple other things coming out of the NFL – uh, collective bargaining agreement. The the player reps they approved to let it go to the players. This deal about the seventeen games, the uh, relaxation on the marijuana uh, rule, the uh, higher. There's going to be a higher percentage of re- closer to fifty percent on revenue sharing. Uh, the extra playoff teams, uh, one less preseason game, uh, you know, health. Two buys, two buys. Go to yep. fiscals, all that stuff that we went over yep. last week, yep. but it was it was passed. They said they're going to let it, but several, several of the, uh, like Richard Sherman was outspoken against it. J.K. Wilson doesn't like it. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah. but what they're counting on is most of these players are the 90% are looking at it like, you know what, these guys aren't going to be around when this is done in 10 years. These, you know, even though, yes, they can, aff- they're like, oh, those guys can afford to speak out and say, hey, because they're making the big bucks. We're not. Our careers may or may not. So the the owners know what they're doing. They get that you 90% do. to just pass whatever. And that's why NFL has always had the worst collective bargaining agreements. Yep. And, 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 uh, um, and Demora Smith, the player rep, you know, the leader of the players, he has recommended that they vote yes on it. Right. And I don't know, I mean, know when they vote, when they're actually going to vote. But, it sounds like uh, it's this, it sounds like it's sometime this week. And, uh, yeah, and to get this passed to remind people we, what we said last week, they had to get, now the executive committee voted against it. That was just a ceremonial vote, six to yeah. five. But the, they, they got 20 at least of the 32 reps to yeah, vote they, for it. Yeah, they, they, got a, they had to get two-thirds, two-thirds to pass or 22, one 22, I guess. Yeah, 22. I'm sorry. They had one abstention. They had one abstention. They didn't say who it was. Right. But for all they have for the players, for everybody, is they have to have a majority. Yep. That's right. And, and so two-thirds of the reps will be going in. You know, we'll, uh, you know they won't have meetings like uh, face-to-face, but they'll be tweeting. They'll be, you know, having phone, yeah. phone conferences. They'll do whatever. And the, the, the reps who voted for it are going to push for their teams to vote for it. And they, well, that's somebody they know. You know, they, they look at somebody the they reps, know. Here's what the know. reps voted for. They, they technically, they voted to let the vote go to the players. That's the way it's worded. Right. Okay. They voted to let the vote go to the players which is mm-hmm. kind of an interesting way of even if they were not in favor of it, they said, let's take it to all the players. Yeah, yeah. okay. And also, you got a little on Tony Romo. Yes, Tony Romo signed a new three-year extension, $17 million a year to working with CBS. Uh, apparently, ESPN offered him more, but he stayed with CBS because of the stability and the way they've always changed in Monday Night Football. I do not blame him now. Comparing his salary, if John Madden were still working today, his contracts, inflation, everything would average to about fifteen and a half million a year. Now, Tony Romo, all this goes through the twenty-two season, maybe into the spring of twenty-three, because there's talk that he'll be doing some golf. Now, a lot of players and coaches were not happy with him at first; they weren't real happy because, but the fans, the fans flocked to him because he. 
pre-explains. He sits up there when I go. He'll pre-explain. Okay, this is about what the, this is what they're going to do. This is this is because he'll read the quarterbacks. He'll say this is because. You know, uh, is this what because he has that bird's eye view? He says, "Oh, they're going to." So he'll he'll pretty much. Yeah, have a, a, a lot of the, a lot of the players and coaches did not like it when. Yeah, he they did, but the fans loved it, and yeah, and he and the ratings since Romo, they got rid of Phil Sims and brought Romo. The ratings on those games that he does have gone up. Now, some yeah. of it's the game also, but yeah. I mean, a lot of people are, are saying, "Hey, we like him," and that's why ESPN wanted him, but CBS said. CBS was like, no, no, we're oh, and we're, and, wanted, he, and he he wanted to stay. He said him and Nance are good friends. Uh, ESPN doesn't have much golf anymore. Yeah, so uh, well, and not only that, with, with his contract, he'll, uh, CBS is going to allow him to play in golf tournaments also. So you know, it's like uh, he's going to be able to do what he wants. And and another thing to consider, CBS also came out this week and said whatever the price is for renewing the NFL rights after the 22 season, we are going to pay it because he's going to stick around. So, right. Yeah. The, uh, the other thing, which, what it's analogous to is Pat Summerall, because remember, Pat Summerall did golf, too. Yeah, and yeah. so this is yeah. uh, an, an analyst doing golf. So that shows that they think he's a little bit broader person. They might throw and him into other John spots, Brody, too, down the road. John Brody, didn't he do golf also? Yeah, that's yeah, right. He, John Brody, and, I and forgot. He, uh, well, and he also played and golf. Trumpy. Bob Trumpy did also there. He yeah. came. That's right. He That's right. Full-time. He, yeah. When he went full time with NBC when he left WLW, he yeah. did some golf, and I know he's yeah. there. Yeah. Yep. So, so. Chris, right. Chris, I would be uh, do. I would not be doing our listeners any favors if I didn't, for thirty seconds or so, hit on the Brady issue. What have you heard anything new up there? Not really. Uh, Edelman's coming back. He's basically said that, but Brady wouldn't go that far. They were somewhere. They were where were they? Syracuse, they were North at the Syracuse. Syracuse they were at the Syracuse North Carolina game this yeah. week. Talking and, to Mike Vrabel, right? And yeah. so, basically, what what it's coming down to is what what people are kind of saying. And I went by one of the shows. I don't remember it was Fox or ESPN or something the other day. They were saying the whole free agency, uh, how how interesting the off season is going to be. You know, is on Brady because if Brady leaves and goes somewhere, then that opens things up. And people, it's sort of like the old uh, last year we had or two years ago with Martina with. Um, uh, I can't think of his first name. Our, our DH there. He was yeah, waiting for JD Martinez to sign, and and uh, you know then everything was going to start to go. So obviously this is if unless they push this back because they are still getting the vote. But if they get it this week, and uh, it, it goes up or down, and they get the vote over with, then the football uh, new year should start when it's supposed to. And March 18th is D Day. That's the day that we're going to find out a lot about a lot of people. And, uh, you know, on the next couple of days, but March 18th is the day that you're going to find out about Brady because I think he's got uh, stuff going either with, with or without the Patriots. I'm sure he's been uh, in, in secret negotiations that, uh, you know, he's just uh, avoiding talking about. But nobody well, really uh, knows look, anything um, up here. We, we, all, we all like Tom Brady. We know how good he is. But he's 43 years old. Uh, I, I don't, I, I don't want to see him go anywhere else. I mean, uh, like Bob Ryan said this morning in the Globe, uh, we're not going to get to see Mookie Betts retire as a Red Sox. We need to we need to see Tom Brady retire as a Patriot. Right. Well, that's fine yeah. with me. I agree with you. Okay. So, Sean, what do we got on the XFL front this week? Oh, yeah. okay. Yes, yes, sir. Real quickly, uh, LA beat New York. St. Louis beat Seattle. So, St. Louis and Seattle both, I believe, at two and two now. New York is at one and three. LA's two and two. I don't have any of the outcome on today's games, but here. All right, there's a little bit of a concern because ratings dropped from week two to week three, but not much. 
not and and you know the the XFL ESPN is not paying much for our Fox. They're not paying much for rights fees. Basically, you know, they're just running the games. They do uh, revenue sharing on the advertising. Vince McMahon's putting his money into it. So, uh, what it is, they went last week to ABC. The early game did a one point nine. It was down from a two point one. The Fox game on Saturday was down from a two point three on week two to a two point oh. I mean, that's 2.2 2. 2 million, 1.9 right. million. So it was 2.1 million to 1.9 million, 2.3 million to 2 million. Uh, the early game on Sunday went down from 2.4 million people to 1.5, but it had moved from ABC broadcast to ESPN. And the Fox Sports game, which was on the same, you know, it was the same time both weeks, it went from a 1.3 million to 1 million. So. You know, but Fox Sports One is the lowest penetrated, even though it's on a lot of places now. It's on a lot more than it used to be. It was still the lowest, but they in in comparison, last week Baylor Kansas, Baylor Kansas was the only game that did drew in college that drew more than one point four million viewers last weekend. One point eight million. Uh, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, NBA, 1.7 million. NASCAR, 1.6 million. Everything else was between 500,000 and 1.4 million uh, viewers, basically. Even the Lakers Celtics, I guess, then, too, huh? Because that, that was well, a big draw. Yeah, it, it outdrew Lake, yeah, Lakers Celtics on Sunday. Only it only did it did a little over a million. It was it didn't it didn't do it outdrew all those. So the way they look at it, hey, our cheap programming is bringing us ratings. So yep, that's a yeah, that's a that's a good sign. Okay, so we have a couple of uh, of football deaths that we need to mention. And this first guy, I think uh, people will remember him pretty well because he was around a long time. Nesby Glasgow, he was died at sixty two years old. He played for the Baltimore slash Indianapolis Colts from nineteen seventy nine through eighty seven, and then uh, Seattle uh, Seahawks from eighty eight through ninety two. He uh, he had 80 returns uh, of punts. He was a punt returner, kickoff returner, and a defensive back. He had 80 returns for 651 yards and one touchdown for uh, punts. For kickoffs, he did 85 of those for 1,906 yards, and uh, and he did a fumble recovery for a touchdown, no t- uh, t- kickoff touchdowns, and he died of cancer. And uh, so that was that was sad at 62. And Sam Bogosian. Now this guy I had not heard of, but he was uh, really in the coaching circles a long time. He he was a guard for UCLA, an offensive lineman, at 88 years old. This is football, and he uh, he played at UCLA from 52 through 54, part of the 54 UCLA national championship team. Then in uh, uh, and then he was an assistant coach at UCLA from 57 through 64. Oregon State, 65 through 74. He went to the Houston Oilers, 75. Uh, Seattle uh, Seahawks from 76, uh, 76 and 77, first couple of years of the Seahawks' existence. Then the Raiders, Oakland and Los Angeles, from 79 through 87, and he got two rings with the Raiders. Yeah, he was on, he was on the coaching staff uh, of Tom Flores. So. Right, right. Yeah. And so, so uh, he was a long-time Assistant coach didn't say, but we always worked with the offense. Didn't say whether he was an offensive line coach or, or what else he did. But uh, anyway, that was that was him. So Robert, we had uh, the NHL trading deadline, and it went pretty crazy, I guess, huh? Ah, uh, yeah, we we broke all kinds of records. And sorry, I can't give specific details, but there were thirty-two trades, 
55 players involved, and I think at least 35 draft picks. Okay. Um, and uh, they say the team that did the best was the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, they made the most improvements. Mm-hmm. Uh, Las Vegas had a weakness as far as the backup goaltender was concerned. They fixed that. They got Robin Leonard from Chicago. Malcolm yeah. Stuban, former Bruin, was in Vegas. Now he's the backup in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, they, so Carolina and Vegas and the New York Islanders made the most improvements. Um uh, they say St. Louis is going to be just fine, even with the loss of uh, Bo Meester. Uh, they, they they don't think that's going to hurt them. And uh, they the Blues did announce that he will miss the rest of the uh, regular season and the playoffs, and that him and the doctors are going to consult uh, between now and next season to figure out whether he should continue playing. So. Yeah, there's one one other little hockey note that we didn't uh, cover last week because we didn't know about it yet. We found out not long after the show last Saturday night, meaning a week ago uh, uh, yesterday, there was an interesting thing happened in Toronto. Uh, tell them about that. Uh, yeah, I, I believe the guy's name is David Ayers. Um, yes, uh, he was. He's a Zamboni driver for the Toronto Maple Leafs minor league team. So he he's not an, he's not an official Maple Leaf employee. The rule is each arena has a third uh, a a goaltender person who stands by that can play for either team. But the rule is I read it today in the Globe because I didn't know how this worked. The rule is the person uh, has got to have previous goaltender experience, no matter what level of hockey. But he he cannot be an employee of an of an NHL team. He's got to be a complete outsider. Right. And what happened in the Carolina Toronto game? Both Carolina goaltenders were hurt in the game. So, and see the way this works is you're invited to the game. You get a free ticket to the game. You sit in the stands. And, you know, you get to watch the game like everybody else. You can eat as much food as you want, but you're not allowed to drink any alcohol in case you're called on. Uh, Well, he got a text, I guess, in the second period saying, uh, you need to go get a a Hurricanes uniform on because they're going to need a goaltender. So he, he actually went from watching the game to ended up playing at the end of the second period and all of the third period and ended up being the game-winning goaltender for the Carolina Hurricanes. Right. right. Now, so, the the interesting thing, in the old days, there was uh, the teams only had one goalie. I was telling people uh, this yeah. week, they only had one goalie. And so and right. this is up until the mid-60s or so. And then, yeah. so if that goalie got hurt, there would, again, be somebody, but they could be an employee of the other team. There might be yes. a, a trainer. There was a guy named Lefty Wilson who I think played, I think he might have been on the Red Wings uh, training staff, and he played for the Bruins one night in Detroit or something. So Right. Or, well, or uh, now, and now the GM, because he was 42 and they're making a big deal about his age, um, the GMs are having their annual meeting in Florida starting tomorrow, and they, they're going to consider changing this rule but a lot of hockey people don't want them to do that they think it's they think it's unique because 
if you remember last year, Scott Foster, who is an accountant in Chicago, did the same thing for the Blackhawks last year. He beat the Winnipeg Jets. Jets, same <laughs> same kind of circumstance, but nobody got excited about him because he was he was like 35, 36 years old, and apparently he looked like a, when he played in net. I didn't get to see the game, but apparently when he played in net, he looked like an NHL goaltender. So nobody said anything. Well, but apparently, thing. I mean, you could see around here or in Minnesota or something. You got plenty of goaltenders. You know, goaltenders as thick as uh, thieves. But yeah. you know, you go to some of these places like Las. Maybe some goalie has moved to Las Vegas to uh, you know try to uh, try to make his fortune. But I mean, there's places like Nashville and stuff, Carolina itself that you wouldn't necessarily have a lot of goaltenders. This was in Toronto. Yeah, it was in Toronto. I know that, yeah. but I'm saying if you had in some of these places, you know, they may have some youth hockey, but there isn't much compared to New England and the Midwest yeah, and well, all that. Well, you know? well, the rule the rule is, Chris, every arena has to have one person on standby for either okay. team. I guess they so, bring them in and they maybe have to live there or whatever. But yeah. anyway, that's kind of an interesting thing. And uh, what would see the the alternative though would be you'd have a a third goalie as a scratch all the time, and that would be kind of crazy. That would well, be like there there are some teams that are carrying three goaltenders, like the New York Rangers. They have three goaltenders. Uh, now, I have always been of the opinion, uh, as far as hockey goes, there's 23 men on a on an NHL roster, but you can only have 20 of them dressed. I've always been of the opinion if you're going to have 23 people under contract, everybody should be dressed. I uh, I've never approved of the healthy scratch. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I firmly believe, and I, I I feel the same way about football. If you're going to have a 53 man roster, all 53 players should be dressed. I I, I don't believe yeah. in ha- of having inactive and players. And the NBA does it too. The NBA yeah. has people on their roster, about 15 people, yes. and there's like yeah. three of them that don't yeah. dress. Yeah, uh, I I don't I don't approve of that. If they're gonna if they're gonna make a professional salary and they're going and they're supposed to make their living as a professional sports athlete, whether it's hockey, uh, football, basketball, whatever. Uh, they should be allowed to be in uniform. Okay, well, let's uh, find out how the people in uniform are doing here. We'll run over the standings, give you some oh, scores, okay. and, <laughs> and that'll be it. So starting in the Atlantic Division, the Bruins, and they have the best record in hockey right now at 94 points. Tampa Bay second in the division at 87. Toronto, 78. Florida, 73. Montreal, 69. Buffalo, 66. Ottawa, 58, and the lowly Red Wings at 35. They are the worst team in sports right now. Yeah, by the way, speaking of the the Lightning, Stephen Samkos will miss the rest of the regular season because of hernia sports surgery. Okay, sports hernia, yeah, okay. Uh, Metropolitan Division, that's not good for them. Uh, Metropolitan Division, we have Washington at 84. Philadelphia, place, they moved up. They've got 81 going into today. Pittsburgh at 80. We have the Islanders at 78, Columbus at 76, Carolina at 75, uh, the Rangers at 74. And the I was saying this a week or two ago, they were starting to play better. And uh, they were uh, the other night, uh, Bob Beers and uh, Judge Surratt on the Bruins game were talking about the Rangers actually have a legitimate shot at the playoffs now. Yes, you know? they and, do. Uh, they, didn't we do had, very well. they didn't do very well today, however. So. Right, but they, they do have a chance. And uh, and the New Jersey uh, Devils at 62. In the West, in the Central, yeah. St. Louis uh, leads that conference and their division with 88. 
Colorado 85, Dallas 81. See, I told you, Colorado and Dallas are lined up to play. If, yeah, uh, no, that, that, ended, if, that turns out, if that turns out to be a series, that'll be a good one between them. Well, and, and I'm saying, and again, we could, could have Denver and Dallas, too, like I told, told you in the NBA. Nashville yeah. at 72, Winnipeg at 72, Minnesota at 71. So you can see there's a real battle for the, those last playoff spots. And Chicago at 66. And in the Pacific, the Vegas Golden Knights have kind of taken a little control there. They've got 80 points. Edmonton, 76. Vancouver, 74. Calgary, 73. Arizona, 72. Again, that, that 72 is a key number. You'll see in a minute. Uh, Anaheim at 60. Uh, they passed your Sharks, Robert. At the, Well, they're tied, but Anaheim has the uh, tiebreaker at the moment. Yeah. And they're, they're both with 60, and the Kings at 54. In the East, the matchups would be the Bruins would be playing Columbus because they're the top team. They'd play the second wild card. Tampa Bay would play Toronto in the other matchup in that division. Washington against uh, the New York Islanders in the uh, you know in in the uh, wild card, uh, the first wild card. Washington would be the second team play the first wild card, and Philadelphia against Pittsburgh, which has happened many many times, would be the uh, matchup there. In the oh. West, it's crazy. And that doesn't mean that there aren't teams that still could, you know, like we talked about the Rangers. We talked about uh, teams that are uh, – Florida is not that far out. So there's teams that could get into the mix here. Uh, in the West, though, it's really crazy. St. Louis against Nashville or Winnipeg or Arizona, who all have 72 points. And, you know, the, what's the point of figuring out which one it would be today? It's a mess right now, yeah. It's a mess, yeah. So yeah. the Blues could play any one of those teams right now. The season were to end, we, as we said, Colorado will, will, would play Dallas. In uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, being the second uh, the division leader, would play the top wild card, which would be Calgary right now. And Edmonton and Vancouver would play in that uh, in the Pacific Division. And then uh, the action in the in the NHL today: Philadelphia beat the Rangers five to three. And again, all these games are big uh, for all these teams, but especially the Rangers if they're going to really uh, make a run for this. Um, we have Calgary beating Florida three to two or three to zero. I'm sorry, three nothing. And then at 7, we're going to have Vancouver at Columbus. Uh, 8 o'clock, Washington at Minnesota. And New Jersey at Anaheim. At 10.30, we'd have the Kings against the Vegas Golden Knights in Sin City. And there we go. There's our NHL lineup. Yep. So, we got anything else? Any fans or anything, well, uh, well, Perry? One quick thing going into, uh, well, this is kind of a sports-related, but it gets you ready for the election. It involves Barry Sanders and Garth Brooks. <laughs> Okay. Okay. What Apparently, are they well, no. Well, Garth Brooks was in Michigan, in Detroit, doing a concert, and he's, of course, Oklahoma State grad, friends with Barry Sanders. So, playing to the crowd in Detroit, he came out with a Sanders twenty jersey on. Barry <laughs> Sanders number twenty jersey, and some people apparently. Got a little confused. Thought he was talking about Bernie. He, okay. They yeah, thought he was talking about Bernie. <laughs> yes, and he finally, you know, and him and Barry had a little fun with it. Barry <laughs> said, "Hey, I'll run for president, Garden. You want to be my running mate and everything?" But the fans, when they saw the Sanders twenty, they erupted. I mean, if he were in Oklahoma, he would have had a Sanders twenty-one because that was his jersey. At right. Oklahoma State. But yeah. you know, he's playing his friend and where he played Detroit. He was like, yeah. hey, Sanders. Well, he got, well, he's got friends in high places. That's, That's all he right. can say. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Barry, so Barry and Garth are going to be a running race now, I guess. So. There, you, there you go. There Sounds you go. good. We can work but that anyway, out. Speaking of, speaking of running, uh, I guess we're going to run out, out of here run. in yep. a minute. 
as soon as we tell you how you can listen. If there are ever any internet problems or if you miss anything, just remember you can go to legendoldies.com, download Sports Lounge Live, or in your podcatcher, if you want it there every week, type in Sports Lounge Live, three words, and have it in you know in your podcatcher. Same thing for all things radio. And Wednesday Coffee, you can do it that way. Also, you can go to your smart device and say, play the Sports Lounge Live podcast, All Things Radio podcast, or the Wednesday Coffee podcast. And if it doesn't give you the current one, just keep saying next. And you can also go to 773-572-3006. Option 9 is Sports Lounge Live. Option 8, All Things Radio. Option 7 is The Coffee Club. If you can't listen, if you can't listen to it at once, hang up, call back in. If you want to go in the past while you're listening to an option, go to the archives and it'll keep going back. It'll it'll go backwards. Yeah. And, and when remember, you call in, you'll be us, back at your place with the, in the podcast you're in, just to make that. Clear. Yeah, and yeah. leave us leave us plus, leave us any comments. Eight hundred six nine three zero five. Nine five option number two specify sports lounge live. We would love to play. We would love to hear a comment. Does it? I mean, we want to hear. We want somebody. Somebody just say hi to us, please. Or sure, yeah. Hey, we're, you know, we're, but anyway, anyway, okay. uh, I guess we'll be back next week. So uh, we will. Yeah. And we'll have a little more. More uh, some college uh, tournaments will have gotten underway, and we'll be talking about all that stuff again. We'll have a few champions. <laughs>